Jackie Patton and last year I founded Inkblot Creative, a brand new and very different communications and marketing agency. I love a good chat with an interesting human, so on every episode of Series 2, I'm going to be chatting to business leaders, creatives and everyone in between about how they stay connected. We chat about big goals, important relationships and holding on to a sense of purpose when what's going on in the world isn't always in our control. I can't wait for you to join us for these conversations, so tune in every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode. And if you're enjoying these chats as much as we are, I'd love for you to leave us a review. This week, I'm talking to Oliver Durant, an internationally acclaimed photographer who shot everyone from little old me to Robert De Niro. I've got a feeling that Oliver has some stories up his sleeve, so I can't wait to dive into this one. Sit back, relax and go and grab a cup of tea. This is Stay Connected. Oliver, welcome. Thanks for joining me. Well, thanks for having me here. Really, really is an honour. Oh, that's a very nice way to start the first episode of the second series. So on every single episode, I ask my guests to bring an object with them that they feel really connected to. And obviously I can see your object, but our listeners can't. So can you describe your object for me, please? Well, it might be a little bit cliche, um, but I did bring my camera, as you can see. <laughs> my camera is uh, something which, as you can imagine, is part of my life. I feel very connected to it. Um, it's uh, part of my job, it's part of my my daily life as well, and it's part of my private life. Um, so it's it might be a bit cheesy, maybe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, definitely, uh, my, my camera is almost like an extension of me. And uh, it's something which I've, uh, I've cherished for many, many years. <laughs> well, that was going to be my question. So obviously, this camera is the camera you use day to day now. What about your first camera? When did you first get your hands on a camera? Ah, um, it's often a question that people ask me. Um, my first camera was probably a disposable camera. Oh, I love them. They were brilliant. And um, and I think it was a trip to Morocco. I must have been about 11 years old. I went with my family. And I remember just using up these disposable cameras like uh, like there was no tomorrow and being really gutted, really disappointed <laughs> at the end, going, why did I photograph everything on the first day of the trip when I should have waited waited and paced myself and, and really collected. And so the next time, um, that's what I did. I, I sort of did one photo a day rather than 20 photos a day or 36 exposures, which was all you had. Oh, I love a disposable camera. Normally you only see those at weddings now, right? You get them on the tables and then you end up with a lot of awful shots of drunk people at the end of the night because everyone remembers they're suddenly there. Um, so before that, did you have an interest in photography or was it kind of just something that came out of those trips? And Actually, my dad my dad was probably quite an uh, influence in terms of photography. He was kind of like the gadget guy. He's, he was always had, had to have the bigger, the best camera, the bigger zoom, et cetera, et cetera. And he used to shoot on, uh, on film back in the day, long time back. And he used to create these photographs of my auntie and my mum when they were 22, 23, which were like double exposures. And when I saw those photographs for the first time, I was like, how the hell did he do that? Um, and he went on holiday quite a lot. So he'd always bring his, his, his camera and I would just always play with that. So I think that, um, yeah, that was one of my, one of my reasons for becoming into do for doing what I want to do. It's almost like magic, isn't it? When you're a kid and you see stuff like that, like, especially on film, that idea, like, how do you, 
it's just mental. You see someone take a photo and then suddenly you have the image. Mm. That process is a bit magical. It's very magical. It's unbelievable. Even as an adult, <laughs> I think if you if you go back to film days, which I am definitely not a film baby. I, I'm a digital baby. But, but there is something absolutely magical about a photograph appearing through chemistry out of nowhere it's beautiful and even these days with the with the with the polaroids and the instant yeah. instamax sometimes in my studio i take a little instamax and and all the gadgets all the lights it's actually the 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 polaroid that gets most attention um but yeah it's more nostalgic it's more real it's more magical it's beautiful and i guess that we're all so used to now aren't we like whipping out your phone taking a photo oh i don't like that one delete it take it again but there's something about film where it's that moment, isn't it? That's it. There that, it is. It's true. It's, and it's that unperfect moment, that yeah. unrehearsed moment, that moment which you can't take back. It's that moment where which comes out and you think, oh, fuck it. Oh, sorry. You could say fuck it. That's totally fine. <laughs> fuck it. I just have to go with it because it's not, you know, I might be half blinking or something, but that was the moment. And there's no, there's not, I'm not going to be able to to reload the film in, in, in five minutes to do it again, you know. So um, that's it. You've got to go with it. So you said that you there were lots of holidays and kind of time as a family away when you were a kid. So what was little Oliver like? Massively charming. <laughs> that tells me something about you as a grown-up. That that response. But no, was I was I was I was quite lazy, um, but um, um, I was I think uh, in tune with with people still at that age. Um, uh, I I could get away quite well for, with not doing my homework for example <laughs> the teachers liked me all my friends parents liked me because I was uh, um, always smiling and, and happy um, most of the time but underneath I was a little little turd as you can imagine <laughs> like every kid but um, how was the Oliver lots of holidays um, with my uh, my dad who who loved to sail so oh, we amazing. used to go sailing quite a lot and um and that's uh that and skiing so those were the two the two holidays my dad he used to do two holidays a year um and he still does um but just doesn't take little oliver <laughs> Damn. <Yeah. laughs> sometimes I give him credit we have great good times oh that's amazing and so what was it were you brought up in jersey or where, where yeah. were you brought up yeah i yeah. was i was born and bred in jersey i was baptized in ireland wow okay because um, my family are in the hospitality trade and um, so we have a place up in County Mayo on the west coast of Ireland, wow. which is really is the far west. Yeah, as far as you can go in the as UK. As far as you can go. <laughs> and it feels like the far west because uh, it's quite um, kind of uh, uh, countryside, it's quite bare, there's not a lot of uh, buildings around there and... Um, and and yeah, the, the hospitality trade took my parents out there, and as well as here in Jersey. So I think they must have lived about four years in in Ireland or four oh, or five wow, years. Amazing. So you mentioned your mum, you mentioned your dad. You got siblings as well. Was there like a lot of people in your house growing up, or was it just a few of you? Well, my little brother. I've got one brother who's uh, now the managing director at the Rivet Hotel. Very proud of his achievements. He's um, He's actually come out uh, really well from it. Well done, bro. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening. If you're listening. <laughs> um, and so I've only got one brother. Um, <clears throat> there's six years between us, so I don't know what my parents were doing in between. <laughs> um, and But I had also my auntie who came and married a Jersey man as well. My mum is French. Oh, okay. 
So I'm half French. Um, and her sister came here and married a Jersey man as well. So that means I've got cousins here as well. So I've got three cousins. Right, okay. And uh, we're very close. So there was kind of people around then growing up, and I imagine hospitality industries, all stuff going on, isn't there? If you're... People around, like uh, family, uh, lots of family events, you know, Sunday roasts and oh. leg of lamb and getting everybody to the house and also pretty much living in a hotel environment and I was fortunate to have a full English breakfast every morning oh. before going to school. <laughs> So <laughs> that's a terrible way to set yourself up for the day, isn't it? No. <laughs> what a terrible thing. So then, so you're kind of growing up here, some nice holidays, family, obviously working hard, hospitality industry, lots going on. How did you get from kind of that, you know, the hubbub of Jersey kind of hospitality to ending up living in some amazing places and photographing, photographing? photographing some amazing people like how what was the journey for that for you did you go and study that was it kind of what was the leap so um the leap so when i was 21 i went to university okay. i went to uh, bordeaux in france and i did also portsmouth uh, university and i was working i was studying in l'école supérieure de commerce um, and it was really, really dull, <laughs> and I really didn't like it. Um, so is that like a business school? It's a business school, yeah. Um, but I, but I decided to sort of crack on and do it anyway. Um, and French school is very different to English university because there, there is a school. So you have you go to university in England, and it's pretty laid back. You had like six hours a week, and then you yeah, it's did, up to you if you it's do up it. To right? you if you do it. Whereas if you go to France and you study in one of those écoles then you've got to be there at 8.30 in the morning every day until 7pm and they give you homework as well. So it was a massive, <laughs> massive, massive culture shock. But when I was in Portsmouth, it felt pretty relaxed. So um, I asked my dad, like, can you get me a camera? I just want a, you know, like a little hand camera, you know. Like yeah, a, so you a, can start. I don't need, like, a professional camera. I just want to be able to take some pics, you know. And there was an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. That. Um, and him being him, he's like, no, no, you need to get an SLR. You need to get like a, a big camera with a zoom and um, and uh, with the lenses and the big yeah and a lens. You need to and I'm like, no, 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 Dad, I just want to have like a point and shoot, like a little camera. So, so we went halfway and I got this Nikon Coolpix, um, which wasn't crazy expensive, but but then because it had some bit of a I guess a geek as well. I like to look into how things work. I was always on the computer um, and creating stuff. Um, and so having a, a camera and noticing that there was uh, there was like an M and an A and an S and like a P, what, what are those? And I wanted to know what they did. So in my own time, I think one of the first photographs I took was on my, of my keyboard trying to test like shallow depth of field. And and um, and so that that was the start of a journey, really. So what were you studying at university then? So at the Ecole in France, it was... European business. business studies. Wow. Okay. And what about at Portsmouth? It's the same. It's the same. a business study, European business studies. It's the same called Erasmus. That is Erasmus. A, a big jump then from that to photography. Mm. <laughs> but I guess you've, you must have loads of things you learnt during that that have helped you make a living out of it. Well, I was always interested in, in business and on entrepreneurialism and looking at how to... to um, to succeed by myself because I've never been a massive fan of having a boss. Yeah. So how do I avoid having a boss? Um, <laughs> was pretty much my main agenda for all my life. <clears throat> um, but um, working in uh, 
in in the university was well, I, mean, I did really enjoyed the marketing side of it. I didn't enjoy the accounting side. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'd be with you on that one. Oh. Not a chance. But um, but one thing which is really, you know, so, you know, when you finish business school, you're like, all right, so now I've got this somehow this this knowledge which I thought I knew, which I realised I. That I didn't know anything anyway, but um, which is my life, which is a series of realizations of, oh, I didn't actually know. Thought I don't think I was. I didn't, I'm not as good as I thought I was. <laughs> but um, but yeah. So when you finish business school, you're like, what do I do with it? Do I go and give my CV to get a job, mm-hmm. or do I set up my own business? Okay, so I want to set up my own business. What business? Yeah, doing what? What do I like? So it was obviously photography, and and of course when I told my dad oh, I want to be a photographer. He's like Oliver. You don't. You can't make money out of photography, yeah. and uh, I think he was, he was probably right. But <laughs> but um, you look very happy, so that's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but did you have any kind of mentors or anyone that kind of helped you along the way? So after university, I I tell a lie. I didn't actually go straight into the photography business. Mm-hmm. I knew I loved photography, but I I started working on a website. Uh, called Photo Trip, spelled with an F. Okay. dot co dot uk, and I started recruiting photographers to add their travel landscapes. And the whole concept, the whole idea, was to enable photographers to make money as they travel. Okay. Because that's what I wanted to do. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, well, let me enable it for everybody else. So it was Photo Trip, spelled with an F. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like that was a part of that pitch that you had to keep doing that every time you pitched to anyone about it. So um, I spent a long time uh, working in my room on developing this website and, and I was working with my fa- family. So I was working in the Revere Hotel, yeah. which <laughs> Revere Hotel, Kensington Place. And I, Head I, down, good deals yeah. on at the minute as well, staycations yeah. But in the evening I would spend a lot of time working on this photo trip and I did manage to recruit about 40 or so photographers from around the world who then uploaded their content to to photo trip i think that came to an end when i uh, decided to go to dubai why dubai well i never really wanted to go to dubai never was interested in that place i just thought it was like a weird city which was full of rich people um so never really was on on my agenda i was more sort of like grounded wouldn't mind going to thailand or go to bali or you know something like that which is a bit more sort of earthy and and close to the sea um but my girlfriend at the time uh she she got a job in dubai so i moved out i was a good boy and i moved out with her but first i i went out and um i met a photographer or i basically knocked his knocked on his front door uh because he was uh he was one of the best photographers in Dubai and if if not actually he was very successful in in the UK as well um and actually it was from a contact from Jersey someone someone who knows him here said to me oh by the way I know this guy in Dubai he's got a really good business um but 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 you shouldn't go and talk to him because he's (laughs) he's way above you mate and now I was like oh really so I I remember calling him up, messaging him, sending him my email and calling him again and saying, oh, I know this person, even though there was Things no... I don't. Yeah. <laughs> and he obviously, like, because he gets hundreds of CVs and he obviously, like, went, oh, okay, fine, just come in and have a chat. So um, I managed to come in and have a chat. And that was a bit of a weird kind of definitely... 
I just remember this one moment when I sat on a bench looking at this huge villa, which is his studio, and actually sort of visualizing. And um, it was the day before my interview. And so um, I just wanted to throw that in there because it was a, a very big turning point in my life. It was almost like a realization of what I'm going to be doing in the next six months mm. and five years and 10 years. So for some reason, I had this this sort of vision that I'm going to work in this place for eight months. And I knew it for some reason. <laughs> well, And it was really bizarre because I sat there and, and I think, this is going to be an amazing place. It's going to be an amazing experience. I'm going to learn a lot. Um, and I feel it's going to, going to be about eight months. And it was true. And I, <laughs> I got the job. And I, I got the job because not my portfolio, because I could do um, websites. So, oh, funny. so the so, so he, photo trip was not a wasted effort. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. And I can do websites. And he's like, well, your photography is a bit, yeah, you could learn a bit more. Um, you know, I get many, many other portfolios which are way better than yours, Oliver. But because you do a bit of website, and you know, I, I'll, 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 I'll give you a chance, I'll give you a three week uh, probation period just to test test you out. So that that three weeks sort of went on, and then he gave me another three weeks, and then he gave me another three weeks, and then so okay, then he gave me a visa, which is great. And and Dubai, you have to have a visa to work. So I was working illegally for for about two months, and then he gave me a visa. Um, and once I got the visa, it was downhill from there. <laughs> That's really interesting. I love those moments. I love those moments where you kind of, like by chance, someone says, I know this guy. You make the decision, I'll give him a ring. And then it's like sliding doors, isn't it? Which way could your life have gone based on that one decision? Absolutely. I, I definitely think that, I mean, I, I might be a bit sort of cheesy, but I do believe in um, visualisation, the laws of attraction. I'm all over this, so I love it. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Um, <laughs> you should see the wall in my front room. Okay. <laughs> I do I do think that you can somehow uh, control which way your life goes, um, one way or another, um, or, or, or just at least um, give it a nudge in one way. Uh, I do. I am a big believer of that. In fact, I try to do visualisation before any shoot, an important shoot. Oh, okay. Um, if I've got an important shoot, I, I'll have the whole shoot mapped out in my brain beforehand. Quite often, the plan changes. <laughs> when they turn up and they're just not how you thought they'd be. <laughs> and and you know, but but in terms of the way you throw yourself around, in terms of energy, it's really important, especially when you're when you meet someone for the first time and he's a big CEO or whatever, and um, He's, you've got to gain his trust and you've got to do that real quick. And so you're, you're, um, the energy you throw, or it's a, a lady who's a bit self-conscious, mm -hmm. you've got to understand that you've got to throw that energy there which, which is going to make her feel comfortable. So that's, that you, talk, you like to talk about connections. Well, I feel that my, my world, my photography, my business, is a world of how to create connections. And quickly, so that and they're quickly. comfortable enough for you to do the thing you need to do. Yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? And it's especially when you're because when we started recording this, I did the intro and we were talking about hearing yourself, hearing your voice back. And that's quite uncomfortable for a lot of people. And it's the same with imagery, right? People see a photo of themselves. And people always go, oh, God, oh, like people don't like to see themselves today or they feel funny yeah. about photographs. So yeah. you must have to spend. But that's what, what are your kind of 
what kind of stuff do you do to try and help people relax? Or is it about trying to match their energy or is it about? So absolutely, you're right. When, when you look at your own photograph, it's almost like the same as when you hear your voice. Mm. And thankfully, uh, you you can train yourself to like yourself. Isn't that weird? Yeah. On a photo. Or you, just like you can train yourself to like your voice. Yeah, just do it enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you just get used to it, right? Mm. And it's the same with, you know, when you hear your voice, it doesn't sound like your voice. Yeah, yeah. When you look at yourself on a photo, it doesn't look like you. It doesn't look like the same as when you look in the mirror yeah. and you have that perfect angle. Yeah, that you just know is your like mirror face. There's the mirror face. So, so how, that's that's also what I'm trying to do in photography is create, um, create, find the mirror face almost. <laughs> Without <laughs> saying, can you just do your mirror yeah. face? Yeah. <laughs> it. It's massively about people for me. Um, because obviously, if you're a photographer, you can take photos of anything. So, what was it that made it? Why did it become people for you? What like narrowed that field down? Um, I just think that when you when you're an artist, I can call myself an artist now. I don't feel embarrassed about it anymore. Yeah, that's uh, a or big a photo- hurdle. Or a photographer. <laughs> um, I used to I used to be embarrassed about calling myself. I'm a photographer. I didn't like saying that at all. Um, <clears throat> but um, that's quite common, though, isn't it? Lots of people in creative fields like you almost have this like innate like worry that you're not good enough. So then you're like. Oh, they'll judge me, so I'll just kind of make it a thing so that it's yeah, not so weird. Totally, and it's good. You need that. Yeah, you do, because it's what makes you get better. Yeah, and uh, was it called the imposter... Imposter syndrome. Syndrome. Yeah, creatives, I think, have That's... it much, much more than most people, mm. weirdly. Yeah, because because um, oh, we can go on for ages, but you do have this sort of, like, as a, someone who doesn't work in the creative field, they have this idea of what it is to work in the creative field mm. and as someone who hasn't who's going to work in the creative field they would then like feel this in the beginning think the same as an outsider that would not work in the creative field am i making any you sense are. that idea of like you don't know what you don't know right so you're going in yeah. with that assumption of what that's like mm-hmm. yeah but it's but it create working in the creative field is hard it's not easy and, and you've got to be vulnerable right you're putting bits of yourself out there all the mm. time which is really difficult Hundred percent. So people, 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 people. Of course, I worked in the hotel industry, mm. and I always loved people. Uh, I was meeting people every day mm. and being a good host and looking after them, making sure their every desires were met. Almost anyway. Yeah, not all of them. No. some of those will probably be illegal. <laughs> the Riviera Hotel does not support yeah. this type <laughs> like, of activity. Obviously, it's a very nice hotel. Do go and check it out. Another little plug. See what I did there. But so, yeah, in hospitality, you're always with different people as well, aren't you? Yes, different nationalities. And also my university course was Erasmus, yeah. so different nationalities. And I, I was brought up with a two different cultures as well. And that's really interesting because you can, as a kid or as a, as a person, especially as a kid, you start to realise that cultures are, are, are the same but different. And yeah, there's shared things and things mm. that are really different perspectives, aren't there? So uh, it's... so it becomes interesting to sort of meet people and get their their take on the world try and understand what they're they're they're, they're feeling and how they um how they act and how they uh how they think so did you find that so photography was a bit of a way to when you're photographing people a bit of a way to get in like see a little bit more of that person yes um i i think so and i think that um the 
art, art of photography is is something which it, it, it's technical technical but on a creative front you can have the lighting you can have the the, the technology mm. the the camera the lens the focal length the background all these technical elements but when it comes down to actually photographing someone there's something which is more important than all of that and that's the connection that you've created mm. or that you have and trying to find that millisecond moment within a moment and try to get that reasonably efficiently without um, scaring them off too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I love that as a, a roundup, without scaring yeah. them off. <laughs> Have you ever had, has there ever been, because you're obviously really passionate about what you do, like when you talk mm. about it, you get all like excited, <laughs> which is great. But have you ever had a moment where you thought, oh, God, maybe this isn't for me? Very good question. No. No. Um, no. Not all, at all. That's why my camera's sitting on the table right now today. It's just part of me. It's just become part of me. It's just something which... If, if I was to stop photographing people, I'd photograph, like, something else. Something else, yeah. But I do love um, the challenge and the... Um, unpredictability of photographing people and trying to find that sort of I'm a pleaser in a way so I'm looking to make them look good some some of the f great photographers um they don't look for that because they're artists they don't look to try and make someone look good mm, they just want the shot the right shot they just want a shot which which is what is what they're trying to communicate and I'm kind of jealous of that a little bit because I'd like to be able to take out the ego and present work which is of people which is uh, not flattering their ego. Yeah. So as an artist, that's in my mind all the time. So I'll always, and but as a commercial person, a pleaser, um, I do want to make sure that my client is happy so they have to look good. Well, I guess if you get someone swanky coming for a portrait and they can't, they don't want to put it on the wall or give it to anyone because they're like gurning in it or something... You've missed the mark, haven't you? Yes. So it's like, it depends on why the photo is being taken, I guess. So why, and also um, selecting your photographs. Mm. Um, so w which photographs do you present in your portfolio? That's really, really important. I find that when I choose a photo from a series, of, from a shoot, it's never the same one that my client likes. Yeah, that's interesting. But it's definitely the one that I like that I put in my portfolio. Ah, okay, that's interesting. Noted. So if anyone ever gets photos done, you might not be your favourite one that's going out into the world. Have you ever had anyone that you photographed that you you had like an instant connection with? Is it, like like memorably so? You know, someone where you maybe weren't expecting it or you were like, oh, actually, they're not how I thought they'd be. Because you photographed some like big names and stuff, haven't you? So... Mm, I've, um, so... You don't have to name them. But what I mean is that I... Unless you, you can, if you want. Mm. But that... Like, you know, people that are unexpected or that you kind of feel like, oh, I wasn't expecting to connect with you. Like Definitely. I, I had the, the chance to photograph Robert De Niro um, in Qatar. Mm -hmm. And that was at the Four Seasons Hotel. And, of course, when you get that job, you think, is it real? Yeah. Is it actually happening? Who's, who's being asked to do it? Is it me? <laughs> what? Is this, a, is, this a, is this like a... I don't know, like a trick. Yeah, one of those shows where they film you to see your reaction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but when I when I got the confirmation that uh, a VVIP client is coming to Qatar and he and what is your rate and then haggling it on my rate, um, 
but the whole experience with Robert De Niro was quite intense. <laughs> um, so as I told you already, my my first underlying goal is to make people feel comfortable yeah. in a very short period of time. Of course, when, when you're dealing with an actor, like I photographed Colin Firth. Oh, yeah. What a legend and what a, a legend. what a gent. And the same in real life than you then you could then you'd imagine he's a, he's a gentleman and that makes it, me happy when you find yeah. out things like that about people and and you you and i took a photograph of him during the chivers regal uh gala and um he posed for me in front of the board he posed for me in, on a sofa and somewhere else in three different locations but it was so smooth it was like okay so just look this way okay good cross your arm okay good lighting click 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 Done. That was it. easy. I can tell you're a pro. And he's like, yeah, no problem. He starts talking about his Italian wife and all that. And that was probably before uh, all the all the drama that happened. <laughs> it was just before he got the King's Speech. Oh, wow. The okay. Oscar for King's Speech, which is an awesome film. Yeah, that is a really good movie. Um, so he was easy. And then there was Ben Kingsley. Um, oh, he's got a good face, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> And he's, but he's definitely higher up on the, on the diva alert. You know ah, what I mean? interesting. So he's got a bigger entourage. He's, he's bossing people around. I hadn't even thought of that. You've got to deal with all that as well. It's not just like them. Oh yeah. It's, it's <laughs> My massive. guy didn't even cross my mind. But, but the good thing is that I have the luxury of that moment with them on my own, yeah. where they have to, they have no choice but to put their whole trust in, in my, in my savoir faire. For that moment. For that moment. And then they can tell me to bugger off or they can tell me they don't like the images or whatever. But but um, for sure, at that moment, he was like being very difficult, I think. I turned up and I got on really, really well with him. <laughs> and he was, and <clears throat> I just said, listen, one of the things I try to do, especially in, in time conscious, conscious situa situations, is try to plan out the the shoot and let them know what the plan is yeah so they know what we've got to get they through. they know what they've got to get through so straight away i say right mr uh, sir 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 ben kingsley sir because <laughs> right, yeah. he does i looked looked him up and he doesn't like it if you don't if you don't say so. to be fair if you get knighted you'd be mm. like can can you start using it because mm. that's quite a big deal isn't it <laughs> yeah, yeah it's quite a big deal so, and um, I said, right, we're going to take three three locations, three shots. Um, we're going to do one in front of this board, which just says Shivers Regal on it. Mm -hmm. Are you happy with that? It's all signed? Yes, fine. Then we're going to do one on this couch here, and then we're going to do one over here. Um, but the first one I'm going to do is, is the safe shot, and then we're going to do some more creative shots. Yeah. Um, so we did the first one, and then I said to him, Listen, we're going to do something a little bit more creative, a bit more dangerous. And he looked at me and he goes, it's always the, the unsafe shots that are the best. And I'm like, yes. Finally. Yes. Got one that's going to do it. <laughs> so we've got all the crappy, cheesy ones in front of the board, all the marketing and all that stuff. Yeah. And then it's time to do. And he looks at me and goes, Oliver, can you take that light down? I'm like, oh. and my first impression was like, you cheeky Bastard! I'm the photographer. Yeah, I know I where. I put the, that light there for a reason. I put that. And the lighting for me is 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 really really important. But he was right. The light was high, and he has experience. So I was glad he said that because I reflected within 
the seconds that I had. I said, well, yeah, actually, you're right. And I, I said, yeah, absolutely, uh, sir. Sir, <laughs> I shall move your light down. <laughs> it would be an absolute, I think you're absolutely right, in fact. And I brought it down and it's because if the light's too high, of course, he's got a bald head, yeah. the light shines off his head. But I guess if you're, like, have the experience he has, you're an actor like that, you've been in, they, like, they're not just stood on set doing that are they they're around it all the time they know mm -hmm. how it works they know when they don't. look good they know when they don't so it would be silly not to take his advice on that and i'm and i'm and i'm glad i did and i'm really glad i did it's it's very nerve-wracking but you do plan the shots beforehand so I, of all these sort of celebrity photo shoots that i've done i've also got my assistant in exactly the same pose beforehand so that you can see what it looks like so so he's quite lucky <laughs> yeah he's got like, now pretend to be ben's he's got the, yeah. now pretend to be colin Firth. <laughs> now pretend to be robert de niro can you imagine <laughs> big shoes to fill so we've talked loads about photography obviously mm -hmm. do you what do you do to switch off what do you do when you're not attached to your camera well um that probably revolves around my my girlfriend anna and her daughter carmen Anna is a uh, chef. Amazing. So she tries to teach me how to cook, and um, that actually helps me to sort of escape a little bit. It's quite difficult because I can't find... I mean, people say, what do you do to relax? I guess um, swim. I like swimming. I like cooking with Anna. And I like... Um, at the moment, I'm taking Carmen to school in the morning, which is which is the school, the run. school run. Yeah. And she's 16. So... Wow. so mm. That's a good age as well. Mm -hmm. Lots of fun to come. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you feel most relaxed then? Is it in those moments? Or is it when you're on a shoot? Like, where's your, like, happy, most zen place? I think it's the zen places with my scotch whiskey at 12 o'clock at night and everybody else has gone to bed. Good for you. <laughs> Just like a little quiet time on your own. I need that. And actually... I think that anybody who deals with with people um, who who might um, be bouncing energies off people, you need to have a bit of a sort of quiet time to revitalize. It's like decompression time. Decompression time, re-energize time. Take a time just to not talk to anyone and switch the brain off. And for me, that's that happens in the evening, and it happens um, on my own. I can't do it with anyone else. It has to be on my own. Do you have any kind of big hopes for the future? Any kind of things that you've got your sights set on that you're thinking that's going to be, that's a big, big goal or a big dream? So, <clears throat> um, as, so the, the whole, I'm back in Jersey now. I still have my business in Dubai, um, which is running with a member, I went down to one member of staff in Dubai, but then we were on a gig base marketing operations so we we bring in freelancers when we get jobs so i have my business there so it's funny how i straight away went to business um or it seems to be the case that for me my 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 it's about my next plan yeah. and the and the business is really important in my life because it's what keeps me alive but um so i have a business in in dubai i have a studio business in jersey yeah I also have other photo trip style online ventures going on oh. in the background. Um, I have one um, website called Photographers Online, which um, is a platform for photographers. Yeah, again, 
online. Just what it says on the chain. Good. <laughs> exactly. And it's good for SEO. And uh, and it's only Dubai focus for the time being. But that's some that's something which I'm looking at building slowly but surely. But uh, business-wise, again, I have other... Um, um, and also, similar to what I love, it's with people, working with people. And I, I'm creating videos for video courses for people who who have the ability to teach something with with a with the hope of being able to market it online mm. um in terms of uh of family um being in in jersey's just amazing um when you've been away from your family for a while it's 12, it's, 12 years it's a long time isn't it so being being back here is really 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 great um and you realize everything you've, you've you're kind of missing out on and it's um, the like little things isn't it? mm-hmm. it's the little moments you just can't have when you're mm-hmm. there and the little all the arguments and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but that's so, families right yeah <laughs> salut maman <laughs> No, my mum's amazing. She's she's a beautiful uh, woman. I photographed her. You should check her out on my portfolio. See if you can f- figure out which one which it is. One? The French one. <laughs> <laughs> that is a challenge for all our listeners. Answers <laughs> on a postcard, please. Oh, that's amazing. And you mentioned that you kind of... Visualisation is a big thing for you. Mm-hmm. So for those kind of goals and the things you're working towards, do you kind of have ways that you kind of keep yourself on track like so that you make sure or no, you just you're flinging I'm out just, into the universe and having I a go ju- i just every now and again there is a reckoning you know every now yeah. and again you think right what am i doing what's my five-year plan blah 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 but that only happens when it's time to happen yeah <laughs> doesn't that. happen like if i was a, 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 um, a fitness coach or a uh, life coach um i'd probably be able to sort of be a bit more what's the word um punctual and do something every two weeks you know if i was doing it every two weeks i think my life would be very different yeah um but like a good life coach is like a training coach you look at your what you've what you said the two weeks before and go right are you doing it yeah, yeah and that's what a life coach does and that's that's really what helps you push push forward in life um i guess that i don't want to do too much of that i want to do it every now and again when it's time yeah. What I feel like, okay, now when you need that little when now I now I want to plan the next five years, and I, um and I need to write everything down, and and attack that because. But I haven't done that for a while. It's just been like as you know, coronavirus. Yeah. Oh, I need to go back home. Oh, I need to survive. I need to open a studio here. <laughs> Enough going on. I need to work for my brother, um, uh, doing some marketing, and um, so it, it's this year, twenty twenty, has been in, has been a bit of a uh, crazy a reckoning reckoning. <laughs> so now, so now I'm coming up to that point of the what am I going to do in the next five years? I've got it kind of figured out, um, but uh, let's see. I'm excited to see what happens. <laughs> it's been so nice talking to you. But before you go, where can our listeners find out more about you, what you do, check you out, if you've got social, website, things like that that people can go and look at? Yeah, of course. Um, Oliver Doran. So that's oliverduran.com. And um, the Instagram would be at Oliver Doran. <laughs> I'll and put the them Twitter all in the show notes. Be, as well. 
at Oliver Duran. <laughs> and the, so he's at Oliver Duran and, everywhere. And the Facebook would be at Oliver Duran Photography, actually. I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I'll find them and put them in the show notes so that people can find you. Thank you very it's much. It's been so lovely talking to you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. Hopefully you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. You can tune in every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Stitcher for the next free episode. And why not subscribe so you don't miss out? If you like it, then don't forget to leave us a five-star review because they really do help. And head over to Instagram at ink underscore blot underscore creative to carry on the conversation. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to stay connected. Stay connected.